Craft Beer Radio, episode 172, January 18th, 2011. One week until good TV starts. I'm Greg Weiss. And I am Jeff Bear. Tonight we have a special treat from our super listener, Gary. He sent us a big box of beer with a heaping pile of double IPAs in it. So we're going to double IPA our butts off. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, didn't really, I wasn't planning on losing my butt tonight, but we can go for it. Let's you start. can return it. You can put it back on. All right, so uh, third one, middle one. Let's start with that one. Opportunity knocks. Opportunity knocks. Yeah, double IPAs, which are typically stronger beers. And these are all 22-ounce bombers. I was not able to get much information on this. This is from uh, Caldera Brewing Company. Here, give that a rinse. Oh, it's a good idea. Uh, and it is not that high. 6.8% alcohol by volume. Not that, That's good. Yes. We don't want to over imbibe at all tonight. Okay, all rinsed in our glasses. We had a uh, a Bach to begin the show with, so probably won't go as well. The the residue Greg's talking about in the glass. There we go. Of course, a nice head. Ooh, nice good, golden good color. color. I, I could smell the hops as soon as I pop the cap on the thing. Ooh, it smells very nice. Nice uh, golden straw color. It's got a good old three-finger fluffy head. Slightly cloudy. You can still see the person on the other side of the table, but he, he's a little fuzzy. I cannot see my freckle. That's a good sign. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a no freckle beer. Mm, smells wonderful, doesn't it? It smells just chewy hoppiness, like uh, uh, yeah, it, it's citrusy. Mmm. I wish you guys could smell that. We talked about smellovision, vision, but this would be, I guess, smellow. Audio, small audio. <laughs> oh, yeah! This is gonna be one of those nights where this is just like air freshener. You know, put this into your air freshener. It smells. Like you just want to smell it and smell it and smell it's it. It's one of those. You know, one of the things where I feel like when I'm smelling that I'm lifting a little bit off my chair. It's a good smell. Mm, I'm trying to. I'm trying really to dial good. in on more specifics. You know. It's not really as acidic as grapefruit, but there's a lot of lot of citrusy. You know what it's kind of like, um, kind of like a lemon meringue pie or something like that. Sort of like the, Mm. you know, it's not a sour lemon; it's a sweet lemon, maybe a Meyer lemon almost. Okay. So floral. Let's take a sip on this puppy. Hmm. A little bit more bitter than it smells. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty bitter. It's very acidic on the mouth. Yeah, it has some of that flavor that's, that's in the aroma. It has that, like I said, that Meyer lemon, that that sweetness without being puckering, um, but a, but still a bit of a, of a citrusy note. But also is is pretty bitter. Um, hits you off right at the top, but not a bitter that. Most bitter that I can recall kind of hits you in the, in the center of your tongue, and this really hits you up front, sort of on the cheeks a little bit. But it doesn't lay in the center like some bitter beers that I can recall. Like, for example, uh, Arrogant Bastard, I think, lays its bitterness down right in the center of your tongue. Okay, so Opportunity Knox is uh, it's Coderre's rendition of answering the Pacific Northwest calling for a bleep pile of centennial hops the bleep is the ampersand at you know pound exclamation yes pile of centennial hops and a big beer to back it up Uh, if you're ever in ashland oregon stop by and check them out that's what they say so centennial it's definitely dry hopped it's kind of resiny the more you drink it the kind of more sticky it's getting on on the tongue The picture is the picture on the label is of a bunch of anthropomorphic hops. <laughs> they see their hot bodies with green arms and legs. 
and they're coming up to a cosmic door. Yes. I say cosmic because it's a door within them. There's like a space background. And they're, they're like on an off. asteroid, it looks like, right? The very low horizon. No, it's got, it's got grass coming out of it. So I don't think it's an, any asteroid yeah. you or I would recognize. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right. It's to infinity and beyond. Beyond is behind the door. <laughs> I wonder what stars they use. We should try to, rec- we should try to identify those. And it's a real photo from Hubble or something, looks like. Yeah, I. There's not enough information here. There are so many stars. We're not going <laughs> to guess it. It's not even worth trying. But it's a real photo, so those are real stars about there. Oh, the hop's real too. That's what I want to know. Where's it little... looks like a photo of a cluster. It looks like mm-hmm. the, the way the way it's structured. Now we're getting astronomy geek on everybody. Uh, but... I wonder if there's any uh, significance to the little green hop men. Well, they're hop opportunity knocks. You know, well, right? But Martians, little green men. Star photo. I don't know. That's enough on the label. Back to the beer. Bitter, really bitter. Mm-hmm. Good, good bitter, but but definitely a little puckery, sticky, acidic. But like I said, the hops are a nice balance to it. it doesn't it doesn't have a huge sweetness or mm-hmm. cloying sweetness to to answer the bitter. It just the bitter is there, but it's not detrimental to the beer in any way. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, the flavor is really nice, very, very, very reminiscent of the aroma, which is something that you don't get very often. I find, and find sometimes you have beers with wonderful aromas, mm-hmm. and the taste doesn't back it up. Yeah, the taste backs it up, although it's got more bitterness to it, so it's it, it's got a little bit of a couple yeah. of shades. The the malt there, you know, there's a little bit of of some caramel flavors, but I mean, maybe I'm making that up because there's so much hop flavor, it's hard to really tell. It, it's definitely an undertone. It's just taking enough edge off the hops and adding enough balance to the beer. To to be it, so it can be aggressively hoppy and drinkable, as opposed to aggressively hoppy and not drinkable. Oh yeah, this is a, a very very drinkable bitter beer. Without it, it, it managed to be a bitter beer without being a bitter bomb, which I really do appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's one of those beers that you need to get experience with beers to like it. This is not a introduction beer. This is. Mm-hmm. This is a beer that requires experience to enjoy. Yeah, probably to some degree. I mean, if you're not used to IPAs, you know, American craft IPAs at all, and you you drink this one first, yeah. Even if even if you started getting used to some IPAs, this one would just seem off and weird, and the bitterness would be overpowering and kind of like way too strong. It, it might be a... I see it more that a person would probably see it as a... A benchmark or a reference point saying, oh, that's what it could be like way out there, you know. And they, I don't think they would be beyond them, per se, but it might be. It's I mean, when we started the show, I'm pretty sure I would not have liked this beer. You made an interesting point when we were setting up about how you think that wintertime is a great time for big, hoppy beers. Mm-hmm. I had never really thought of it, and I think most people probably see hoppy beers as a summertime thirst quencher. But for a big beer like this, I agree with you that this is a cold weather. Oh, yeah, you know, This totally. is right up there with barley wines and whatnot. Absolutely. I really do think that the the hop gives kind of an of interesting accent to the whole high alcohol get inside and, mm-hmm. and, and warm up stuff. And, and the hop gives you something else besides, you know, this big malty stuff they are used to, big sugary, mm-hmm. you know, fruitcake beers. I... In the same way that I like a big stout in the summer, I like a big hoppy beer in the winter. Maybe I'm all messed up, <laughs> but that I I really do like it that way. Big stout in the summer. See, I don't. I don't really we had a show on summer yeah. release Imperials. Yeah, that was you know that was uh, Clipper City and Stone, or two Imperial Stouts and a Great Lakes Blackout. I'm not sure if Great Lakes still does the summer release for that beer. I think they might have shifted it around, but. Yeah, there was a couple beers that they put out Imperial Stouts in the summertime. Which I liked. Yeah, it's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a gap in the market there to do something silly like that. And I, you know, sometimes when I go to find a beer, I, I will, I'll go buy what I'm fancying that day. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have to have a case of it still. Although now it's easier to get. Yeah, it's easier to get. Packs. Packs, yeah. But 
yeah, go to some, you know, go to some place and hmm, I'm in the mood for a stouse today. Maybe it's, you know, the beginning of fall or, or maybe the, the middle of summer. I was so like, God, I got to have myself a porter. Well, you know, if it's July, the pumpkin beers are going to be out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier every year, just like the Christmas music. That's tasty. Very that was the Opportunity Knox from Caldera Brewing in Ashland, Oregon. Very tasty beer. We had all of it. We're just washing out. Rinsing because... We don't want to cross-contaminate our right. hops. <laughs> so, uh, I say we go with the one we've done before next. Oh, okay. It's uh, We've done it before, but I seem to recall this beer being... Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty notable. This is the Port Brewing Hop 15 Ale. You know me. I'm not a fan of doing the things that we think are going to be best last. I want to get yeah. them. Do you smell it? I mean. No, you're closer to uh, it. Yeah. yeah, there's another one where I just pop the cap and, hey, hoppy smell. And then pour, you a little, pour us both a little smaller sample this time. All right. So this is Hop 15 from Port Brewing, Tommy Author. Uh... Malted with two-row and English light crystal malts. These 15 different varieties, they say, on a strictly don't-ask-don't-tell policy. I wonder if that's been revised. And they use (laughs) the White Labs California Ale and proprietary yeast strains with uh, original gravity of 1.086 and 9.7 degrees alcohol by volume. This is Hop 15. So the beer pours with a, uh, yeah, it's very boozy on the nose, ain't it? I was just smelling that hops. Okay, it's a it's more golden beer. Still cl- same same degree of cloudiness, maybe a little more cloudy because I can't see Greg through it across the table. No freckle. Uh, golden color, slightly orange. The head is um, a robust head, nice and thick, dense head. A two fingers worth, maybe a finger. The yeah, a big um, finger. We did a really small pour because I don't want to, you know, get off the tracks too soon in this show. The aroma's combination of um, more aggressive hopping, a more acidic hop, and and booze. I'm getting a lot of booziness on the on the aroma. Yeah, I smell some of the booziness. I mean, it is. Three percent more alcohol than the last one, so that could account for some of it. The aroma is somewhat similar, I think. You know, in, in the floralness of it, it's got mm-hmm. more dimensionality to it. Of course, it's not simply centennial, but the, there's a. I would say that something about the opportunity Knox made it so delightful to to mm-hmm. to sniff. And this one, I mean, it's still very you know pretty on the on the nose, very pretty to smell, but it's not as delightful a smell. It's not as as uplifting an aroma. Well, you know, we've called beers hop bombs before, and the label of this beer has um, some some B-29s dropping hop, literally dropping hop bombs into the beer. <laughs> they are basically hop flowers with... Uh, they have tail fins. Tail fins. And dropping into the beer, yeah. And you're looking at it out of a port. Yep. So I think all their pork growing beers are through a porthole. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So uh, I've been trying to, I've been sniffing, trying to really pick out some descriptors of the hop aroma. It, it, it's a um, that top secret blend of eleven herbs and spices is uh, it, it's it's pretty pretty uh, obscure, unique. It, it doesn't really sound like anything I can think of in particular. I mean, there's a little bit of line clipping in there, but it's 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 such a minority that I hate to say it because you're gonna think it smells like a you know yard waste box. I can know. smell what I think is some Simcoe in there, but I can't be uh, sure. Okay. It, yeah. So yeah, there's the Simcoe smell, but not so much the the pineapple or apricot, right? It's the other part. It's the more grassy mm. part of of Simcoe, which I don't have good words for because it's not. You know, that's what I should. You'll start. know it when you smell it. <laughs> exactly. I should start tasting different kinds of grass to see if there's a difference between Kentucky bluegrass versus fescue versus. Hmm. Hmm. It's uh, 
it's hard to describe because it's very it's pretty complex. It's got a lot of different kind of flavors just jumping around and competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I definitely notice is a lot less carbonation than Opportunity Knox, and that's letting the flavors mingle. A it's lot more it's a lot clearly. creamier, right? Yeah. It, it's it's almost coming across like a cask condition beer. No, very creamy. It's a little more prickly than a cask condition beer, but it's it's more casky than most beers. Definitely. And yeah, and we're drinking it on the warmer side. I mean, these things were were sitting in the, in the basement. And they were almost drinkable temperature, but I put them in the fridge about an hour ago, and or you know about an hour before Greg got here. So they're a little on the warm side. But I think for these beers, they'll allow them to open up and really mm-hmm. explore the uh, the uh, bouquet. So I would say these beers are probably in the low fifties. Uh, temperature-wise, which is on the high side for double IPA, but I think it'll work for us. The beer has a little thinner body; it's a little, uh, little thinner, a little more whiny, aqueous than than the um, the Hopperton Knox, which is a lot more chewy. Really stays with you. Really, a lot of flavors that keep bouncing around after the beer is gone. Um, so there's definitely some high alcohol to, to help mm-hmm. that go, to help that happen. Uh, but it's sticking around, and, and it's it's just this this kind of um, I don't know a, 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 a constantly changing bouquet. Mm-hmm. I am getting a little bit of of um, phenolics out of it, a little bit of acetone, slight bit of nail polish remover. Maybe it's just the booziness that's making it come across that I way. I think that's what that is. But it, it almost tastes like it's uh, this. The slightest bit spoiled, and I, I hate to bring that out early because the beer's still pretty good, but it does. It, the beer's not perfect for me. I'm getting a little bit of of weirdness. In I there. taste what you're getting at, but I don't think that you just think that's the the concoction of hops. Yes, I taste where you're, where you're coming from, but it doesn't. Like you said, it doesn't. You know, if it was acetone, it'd be a lot more prevalent. I guess. Yeah, acetone is so is so detectable. Detectable that. You know, like we're talking about one part per, per billion yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah, you're saying there's no good level of acetone. If there's any in there at all, it, it ruins the beer. Where right. this beer's not ruined. Yeah, I can see how the combination of the alcohols, because acetone and, and booziness is very similar. Just acetone is more hot, minty, and harsh. So I could see how some of the hop acids could be you know, um, masquerading. I mean, a bunch of these hops are clearly resinous hops. Mm-hmm. They're giving pretty strong hop flavors along with the alcohol. I think that's what's doing it. Yeah, if if it were acetone, I w- I am not convinced that it would taste like this. the The label claims this beer is ten percent ABV, where the website says nine point seven. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? <laughs> Those three tenths of a percent. I need to know. <laughs> It's such a dance that it's really hard to pick out flavors. You know? Yeah, it's, just... it's it's got a sweetness. It's got a little bit of a bold kind of resininess. It's got some citrus notes. It's got floral notes. It's got grassy notes. It has 15 hops. It's going yeah. to be, you know, unless they found some magic concoction, you know, they put 15 to make one specific flavor, which right. I can't imagine. I mean, it, there's, there's, some, there's some green vegetables in there. You know, like I'm getting a little bit of, of asparagus, actually. Beet greens. I mean, I'm tasting you know bitterness okay. coming from that. Yeah, like a, um, maybe a mustard green or something too. It's it's hard to say, but there's some dark leafy greens in there. You know, very vegetal. Everything in there. It's not too flowery. It, it's a lot more greeny or resinous. It's not too much piney. It's easier to say what the beer is not than what it is. You know, it's just crazy. This beer. It's very interesting. It's it's, it's very good. Um, if you have an aversion to high alcohol beers where you can taste some of the alcohol, mm-hmm. I would say maybe this one may not be for you because you can taste some of the alcohol. But yeah, this one's pretty aggressive too. I mean, this one has a dip in the in the middle of the tongue for bitterness. It's a little sharp on the like drinking it. It's like has claws when it's going down. You know, you're feeling it. That's the hop fifteen from Port Brewing. You can pick the next one. You gotta go for the beer called Hop Juice. All right. This is from Left Coast Brewing. This is their Double India Pale Ale. 
left coast is in San Clemente, California. This is a silver medal winner in the 2004 California State Fair, bronze medal winner in the 2006 Great American Beer Festival. Hop juice, double IPA, 9.4% alcohol by volume. They use hop extract, hop pellets, and hop flowers. Wow. Um, hop usage is over four pounds per barrel. And they say hope heads step up to the plate. I think they meant hop heads, but they hope say heads. hope heads. The audacity of hops. I think they have a beer like that, isn't there? There's, if no one's thought of it till now, I mean, yeah. come on, get on the ball. It's a couple years late, but... Premium American two-row and a bunch of light crystal malt, apparently. Another small pour. We're only pouring like three, four ounces of these beers. Mm, I think we have, first of all, we have our first, uh, is it? Is it? Yes, it's our first freckle beer. For those who didn't catch last week's podcast, I have a freckle on my finger, and whenever I can see, it always annoys me when I can see my freckle on the finger because it just it bug it's annoying. Okay. Yes. So when a beer is too clear, it bugs you. It doesn't doesn't, bug me. It doesn't masquerade your freckle. It doesn't bug me that that when a beer is too clear, it's just a way of telling whether the beer is clear or not, is whether it's a freckle beer or not. This is a freckle beer. It's uh, a clear, clean straw. It's got some, uh, you know, it's not completely clear. Mm-hmm. It's got some muddiness to it, which you know is, is good. So it's not like I don't know. It has just, the uh, has the shaving cream type head. But what I smell is grass. I'm get, I must be sensitive to it tonight. I'm getting more acetone on this one, and this one's a lot stronger. I'm. I'm just smelling a big kind of grassy pit. A pit full of grass. Hmm. I'm not getting anything but the acetone. You really shouldn't be putting nail polish remover into the beer. I shouldn't use that to rinse my glass? No. Damn. I figured it would be a good solvent to take out all the uh, hop oils. I'm going to go straight to the flavor because... The aroma's got nothing for me. I'm smelling a, a bottle of no polish remover. It smells nice and grassy with a with an interesting uh, kind of minty kick to it. But okay, so the flavor isn't so isn't anything that I expect when I expect a beer to be spoiled with you know the the phenols that make it you know taste like acetone. When you said you know minty kick, that I'm getting that. Take another sip. It, it's a kind of interesting on the, the flavor and mouthfeel. It really is. It's got... Hmm. Wow, that's that's different, isn't it? It... it, it here, I'm going like, to throw this at you. Does it, does it seem smoky to you at all? No, but here's what it seems like. It seems kind of like... It doesn't taste watered down, but... So I don't want to want to imply that when I say this, but it tastes like Almost uh, watered down distilled beverage. I would say that the the early taste is kind of watery, but the aftertaste is like full on hops. Like like you, it, it's 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 deceiving, right? Because you take a sip and you're like, oh, this beer has a little really light mouthfeel. There's not gonna be much here, and you swallow it, and then coming back up, your your nasal, you know, your sinuses is, is uh, this wall of hop tsunami just hitting you. In the I mean, face. to me, it's like imagine a distilled beverage made from hops. That then they cut down the alcohol and made it carbonated. That's sort of what it sounds like. It's like what <laughs> you distill it, then you water it back down. What? Yeah, the, the, but it tastes like because I've been having, I've been trying out different types. You caught me into trying out different types of scotch and things mm. like that. And I've been trying them, and and it tastes has kind of a of a distilled beverage kind of overtone to it, without being a huge alcohol bomb. Yeah. What's the ABV on this thing? This thing's kind of nine point four. It's kind of on the big side. Kind of nine percent is definitely on the big side. It's just not on the extreme side. They brewed the first double IPA in two twenty two thousand three. It's got a very, very strong alcohol thing at the end. It's got a lot of. 
They uh, it's mostly two row. There's just a touch of um, crystal, of light crystal malt to give it a uh, solid malt foundation. Uh, hops to be used at every step of the brewing process. They put in the mash, the hop back of the fermenter, the bright tanks. Hop juice spends more than four weeks in dry hopping. It has massive IBUs. Its hop usage is, you said, four pounds per barrels. They spelled yeah. hop heads right on the label. <laughs> uh, step up to the plate. I actually like it. I like it because it doesn't get too bitter. It's, it's interesting because the flavor, I'm not getting any acetone. Let me smell it again because I swear it was spoiled from the aroma initially. Oh, this aroma still sucks for me. It's horrible. The aroma is just like the spirit is going to be. Can I smell yours? Smell mine. Yours smell different. Yours smells a lot better, yeah. One of her glasses is messed up somehow. (laughs) My glass is emanating acetone. (laughs) I gave it a really good rinse this time, too. I'll grab another glass. I can do that. Just gonna go grab another glass. All right, so we're back. All right, so I I'll get rid of this glass, which is Evo, and I'll try a new one. There's a nice bubble on the top of the. Uh... It's a little better. It's I'm still getting some of it, but yeah, this is definitely more grassy. Like you grass pit, like you were saying. Yeah, I'm getting grassy out of this one. Wonder why that other one got tainted. I don't know. Here, I mean, I think this one still smells a little, little more acetony than, than your glass does. Maybe it was layered in the bottle or something. But, <laughs> I mean, the bottle was laying on its side, you know, until an hour ago. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Tasty to me. I enjoyed it. I actually really did enjoy it. I like the sweetness that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like the alcohol. It, it's in interesting how it's kind of aqueous, watery up front, and then that typhoon of hops come back up your sinuses. It really is a two-stage game here. Was it hot? I mean, like I said, it, it was like a distilled hop drink to me, so it was kind of a hop juice. It, was, it really had that connotation with me, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm following what you mean by how it has a distilled type character to it, though. I'm j- I'm talking out my butt. I, don't I know. I, know. It, I'm just. It, I was just trying to help, help. See if you could help me come across what you were saying. Rampage Imperial IPA has a big elephant on the label. Another one that I was not able to get really much information on. Uh, this is from. Black Diamond Brewing Company in California. It is an Imperial IPA that is how many? How much is the IBU? Nine, nine percent. The website kind of blows. It doesn't really have any information. It has information on other beers, but not this one. That always bugs me. Definitely a freckle finder. This is pretty clear. Very, very clear. It's a strawish color. It's, it's a slight darkness of the straw, but really not that much. It's a golden. You can actually see your fingerprints through the glass, and yeah. little in your uh, your freckle. It's got about a half a finger of. A <laughs> can you hello, Mister Chinook? Or if it's not Chinook, you know what it, it it's. You, you've, it's been a while since you've brewed with me, but you've opened up a hop packet of pellet hops and smelled them, right? Sure, sure. This smells just like dried hop pellets. Yeah, it, maybe it's not Chinook. I'm getting a little more, a little more citrus out of it. It might be Cascade. Or, 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 Jeff or, has a tulip grass, which is better for aroma. It may be Centennial. So, maybe that's Centennial, but. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's different, yeah. Oh, really? That I mean, yours has a bowl on it. Uh, we started out with the Sam Adams glasses, the um, you know the special Sam Adams pint. It's really hard to smell things, isn't it? Yeah, there's, the aroma's there. It's there, it, but it's just it, not it, as it's, bright. Yeah. It's not as bright. Weird. You want me to get you a scalded glass? No, 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 this no? is fine. I'm enjoying this glass. 
That that glass usually works wonders. I mean, they use the lad science to to make a perfect beer glass. And you're like, how much difference can it really? Usually, make? the scene Jeff when he said science, he like waved his hands like they use science. <laughs> Mostly because how much can you know how much can it really change your perception of a beer? Right. Well, I think it does. That beer, that glass, generally delivers when you're drinking beers out of it. Unless you want to get acetone, then it just <laughs> somehow. <laughs> That's an acetone amplifier. For me tonight, yeah, I, this is another one that I just love the smell. It, it's not as is luscious or yeah, luscious as like the first one. It's not. I wouldn't call this one air freshener, but I'm smelling it because like, how did they make this beer smell like fresh hop pellets? The I just you know use scissors to cut the top off the packet because I mean it smells dry and dusty and hoppy like a hop pellet does. Not a lot, but marketing speak on the back, unfortunately. It's got big pine notes, big, uh, big resiny pine mm-hmm. notes in the back. There's, there's definitely. So when you put a ridiculous amount of hops in beer, one of the things you have to worry about is it getting too grassy, too vegetal. Because all that plant matter in the beer is going to leach out some of the other things, some of the chlorophyll, some of the other things in the cells, not just the lupulin, right? And this one kind of tastes a little, you know, grassy, a little vegetal, I think because of that, because they put so much in to get that aroma going and the flavor. I kind of, based on, now they write marketing speak after the fact. But based on the marketing speak, it sounds sort of, it's sort of like what they were going for, which is a big, piney... Jungle. A jungle, jungle of beers. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what they wanted. It, mm-hmm. it definitely has just, just you know, the essence of pine cone kind of <laughs> distilled into, or not distilled, but turned into, fermented into a beer with some mild maltiness, malty notes, but really it's a lot of that big, fresh, resiny vegetable. This is the Rampage Imperial IPA, 9% from Black Diamond in California. Concord, California. In the United States, on planet Earth. Most of them, most of them are on planet Earth. Most of them. There's a there's a nice So the last step I took, I kind of like said, Hops, I'm ignoring you. Go over there, go stand in the corner, you bat hops, and I'm gonna see what else is in this beer. And I got this this nice maltiness and it it, it went well and then the hops kind of said, I'm not staying in the corner, I'm gonna beat you up in the aftertaste. But yeah, there's a, there's a little complexity to this beer. You can get some nice maltiness out of it too. Hmm. Doesn't, have as, doesn't have as much to say as the other beers, you know. Yeah. It, I, just just a note. Uh, you know, I was talking about getting off the tracks too. You know, too quickly in the show. You know, if you watched Unstoppable, you know how the train's up on two wheels. You know, on the side. You know, I'm going around that bend right now. I'm on two wheels. Sobriety wise. You didn't watch Unstoppable? No, I did not see Unstoppable. Uh, it, it's it's amazingly good for um, run, how good you think it could run away. It's amazingly now, good I'm, for. I'm how, gonna. I'm, I don't. I haven't seen the movie, but the spoiler. I don't think the title is accurate. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, but for you, like, how good can a runaway train movie be? It's a freaking train. It's a pretty good movie. I think a good filmmaker and a decent script and good actors can make. A good film out of relatively blah material. Like it's a freaking train. How exciting can it get? But it was good. It was like you know, it feels a lot like this Facebook movie where I did not expect Mm. it. Yeah, you know that did not to me. That was not the makings of a good movie. But it was a great movie. It was it was a lie (laughs) all the way through. Uh, Didn't necessarily you know like the screenwriter and other aspects, but I just thought it, the mo- as a movie, it came together really well. It was very entertaining. 
They were uh, they're two good movies, and uh, if you if you want to hear more movie talk, I'm gonna tell Greg how Machete isn't Machete like he thought it was last time we did a post show. And I will I will counter each of his points with logically well thought out. <laughs> well, you probably will, but I won't care at that point because we're doing double IPA show. And our last double IPA, speaking of them, is Valley Brewing Company's Uber Hoppy. This has a little, a nice, uh, ooh, nice pinup picture drawing of a girl. Wow. Yeah, she has, um, she's got nips that are like exposed <laughs> through her white unbuttoned shirt. You can almost see the boobies. The nips are hard. You can see, right there, you can see them. You know, it's very 1950s pinup. And it's from California again. It is, again, Super Fan Gary. Yeah, they are in Stockton, California. And um, 9.5% on Colby Boy. It used to be Gary's local brew pub. You actually, We actually met the, um, the brewer from Valley Brewing. You may or may not remember the first time. Excuse me. A couple, couple burps there. Excuse me. <laughs> Welcome to Screwtops. We may need to edit this one. Nah. No? All right. Sorry. Just one time. I'm sorry. Uh, we we actually interviewed the brewer at the uh, first saver. He was in the booth right next to Stouts Brewing Company. You might or might not remember. Hmm. Yeah. I, I won't tell you what I think it smells like at the first... Here's, it, it's got a... I, I have flakes of stuff in here. There's flakes of things. I don't know what the flakes are. They're white. Okay, that's better. So I took my first sniff of aroma, and I have a newborn baby. <laughs> and <laughs> breastfed baby poo is kind of buttermilky in aroma. And my first sniff was similar to a buttermilky baby poo diaper. It's a good thing that I'm not one of these people who gets grossed out to the point where they can't eat something when they hear or see something gross. I'm, you know, I know there are people who like that. I'm not. To me, you can talk about the grossest stuff, and if I have food in front of me or good stuff in front of me, I don't care. Let's see. I mean, saying that, you know, like if you haven't smelled buttermilky baby poo, you might think, oh my God, this beer must suck because he's describing it like poo. It, it's not a horrible smell. So, no one believes what I just said, but it's not a horrible We'll smell. add that to the lexicon. Buttermilky baby poo. But now I'm getting a little more hoppy. But this one definitely has a lot more malt in the aroma than yeah. any of the other beers. Much I've more. I, I just wonder what these floating thingies are. Do you see that? Floaty thingies. Um, that, oh, wow. They're like flaky floaty thingies. Yeah. That's definitely... Um, some skin abrasion from someone with, um, you know, they were, they were exfoliated and put into the beer. Uh, it can't be any worse than that spit beer. Chicha. Chicha. I um, got busy and I stopped watching. I, I need to get catch up, but I only saw the first couple episodes of um, the Dogfish Head show. I've seen uh, zero of them. Uh, I thought it was pretty well done. A couple episodes I did, but then I just got busy. How many episodes have they done? I think four, five, six. I no idea. It's not the team. You know, it's all stuff that you and I basically know already. Yeah. It, it was pretty cool, like, watching them, you know, plan this beer, announce this beer for Saver, and unveil it at Saver. And, like, there's, like, shoot, like they showed the table, and, and like, I was there. Like, I stuck my finger in that honey and ate that honey. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I shoot on one of those sticks, you know. But we weren't there. We weren't on the show. Hey, here's Jeff and Greg. I was looking in, like, I was looking, like, anytime they showed talking people at Saver, I'm looking in the background, like, am I there? Am I there? No, damn it. (laughs) I'm not famous. We should say that Uber Hobby has some umlauts over the U. Okay. If you think we should say that, then we will. We will. Well, I already did, so we really can't take it back. Hmm. 
Yeah, definitely the t- flavor wise, definitely the maltiest beer of the night, also. Mm, mm. And really, I guess, you know, oh no, there's other beers that had very high boasting titles hop juice. And the flakes add texture. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, can't, I don't even taste them. But... They're probably yeast, but they yeah. don't really look like yeast. So what to say about this beer? It's, a, it's, it's caramelly. There's uh, some hops. It's the Maltese of the Night, which is kind of the one you can get to. It doesn't have this an incredible bouquet. I'm getting a really bitter aftertaste now. Like it's sinking into okay. my tongue after a couple of sips. A lot of big beers tonight, my friend. Yeah, and this one kind of, unfortunately for it, kind of uh, is not, you know, it, it misses some of the highs of some of the other beers. And mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of, it, it kind of, whether it's the end of the night and our tongues are tired, or whether it's just because those other beers just had some pretty pretty amazing highs, it, it, it kind of just feels sort of middle of the road. I don't think it's a bad beer. Any stretch of imagination, it's exceptionally drinkable. I'll mm-hmm. give it that. Yeah, I want to come up with something, but yeah, I think palate fatigue is definitely an issue. Five double IPAs, most of them nine percent and up. Right now, I mean, we haven't, we didn't drink a lot of them because, like Jeff said, we had a couple of ounces of each, with the exception of the uh, Hopperton Knox, which was at six percent. Or 7% enough for us to... I figured we could be a little more indulgent with the first one and being at 6%, but... Yeah, you know, you get what you get. I'd like to say something else about this Valley Uber Hoppy. I'm enjoying it. It's just, you know, competing with these other guys, it's kind of... There's not much to say. It's... Mostly malty compared to these other guys, it really doesn't taste like a double IPA so yeah. much. But it, it it's got a nice maltiness to it. It's got a sweetness to it. The other ones kind of didn't have. They they left out the sweetness and maybe it's an English in double favor. IPA. Maybe in, yeah, in favor of the of the hoppiness. But especially this time of year, sweetness to me is like you know that's why I like the hoppy. I, I mm-hmm. want to bring out that extra stuff. The sweetness doesn't rule to me so much mm-hmm. when there's snow on the ground. I want to bring out the exceptional parts. So, it's good. It's just, it has the hard luck loser feel about it. Uh, I I don't think, I mean, let's get into the rankings, but I don't think it's going to be my last place. I don't think it'll be my last place either, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. However... Ranking is going to be kind of tough for me tonight, tonight because I can't remember them all. I can't talk. <laughs> and second, I mean, many of them were, were very similar. They're, I mean, they're double IPAs. Like picking out five hundred orders is going to be tough. Well, do you want to go? You, you went first last time, so uh, should I go first? You shall. You may. You can. My number one beer of the night. It's going to be the one that lifted me off a chair. Oh, that's a, you should be, as it should be. Opportunity knocks. The, the the aroma was just some, it was something extra, extra special. I don't know what that is on the, is there a little bit of yeast stuff on the, on the bottle, on, on the top of the bottle? But the, uh, the aroma oh. was... Jeff is smelling. Oh, that smells so good right now. <laughs> the, the aroma was just something else. And the flavor had the flavor that was in the aroma and some extra bitterness, but just the aroma alone made it number one for me because it was just heavenly. It was unbelievably awesome. I loved it. It was much better than Cats. I'm going to see it again and again. That's an old joke. It's a really old reference. Opportunity knocks my number one beer of the night. Number two, number two. I'm gonna go with hop juice. I think that uh, the it, it it lived up to its name. It tasted like hop juice that was then carbonated and put with some malt. <laughs> I guess they all are technically. Yeah. Right, yeah. but it, I think in different option, different order. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, hop juice. I think you know gave gave me what I expected from a name like hop juice. There you go. You get your hop juice. Uh, Port Brewing Hop Fifteen Number Three. 
I love a medley. I love a beer that tells a story. Mm-hmm. And it had a huge medley that was just constantly active, constantly telling you something different. So that kind of um, kind of sums up that. Then Uber Hoppy, which wasn't bad. It wasn't just did, you know, didn't live up to the other three. Um, it had some you know had some strong contenders. Uh, and same with Rampage. It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, it was okay. I'm having a, a hard time coming up with my order here. Uh, I know my number one. I know my number one. It's the Opportunity Knox. Same as Greg's. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't quite lift me off the chair, but it was very tasty, very tasty double IPA. And we really didn't know, you know, it was the first beer we had of the night, so we didn't know that it was going to kind of be the, uh, the uh, benchmark for the evening. Well, I don't like doing the show we think are going to be the best. Well, no. Last, I, I kind of yeah. like to say this for last, but we had no idea. I mean, the only beer I've ever tasted before is the Hot 15. And, you know, we got him out of the way early. But when your number one beer is the first beer of the night, it's kind of hard to calibrate to the other beers, right? That's, that's the tricky part. Uh, after the, the number one beer, I'm having a hard time. Um, I'm kind of a toss-up between the Rampage from Black Diamond and the Hot 15 from Port. Top 15 had a better story. The Rampage had a more unique aroma and flavor. You know, when you smell a beer that smells like a box full of hop pellets, you know, like how did they get that raw flavor into a produced, you know, production beer? You know, typically putting it into beer changes that aroma. And I think, again, it's only a ranking. So if, I mean, if I was going to be like graded on this, you know, I might might spend more time trying to figure it out. But I'll put the Rampage number two, Port Brewing number three. That leaves us down to the Hop Juice in the Uber Hoppy. So the Hop Juice was the one where my aroma was all screwed up on the glass, where it was just a ton of nail polish remover. And the Uber Hoppy was the one that was... It should have been the first beer of the night because it wasn't so hoppy. And we couldn't really... With a name like Goober Hoppy, though, I mean... We really couldn't tell what it was supposed to be. Fifth, pl- you know, fifth in a flight. Goober Hoppy has titties on it. Has <laughs> <laughs> titties. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I turned out that I liked the hop juice with the new glass. So I'll put him for Uber Hoppy number five. All right. Well, I am putting up the, the list right now so we don't forget it. Because... Actually trying to mine the order out of this audio recording to put it up on the website is tedious as all hell. You might not think so because we talk about it like right there, but that's still like six minutes and you got to pay. Oh, it just, it's tedious. Yeah. So this is a new thing we're doing and I think it's going to work. It's saved. All right. That's, uh, that's all for episode 171 of Craft Beer Radio. I think I'm going to throw this one up live too. It probably wasn't as polished as our last one we had uh, one or two i think uh, stoppages and or bodily noises that we probably would, would want to get rid of but it's either put it up live or um wait for time for somebody to edit it and history has proven that there's no time for editing <laughs> right. these days. so we apologize we, we promise you know to try to get better and better and better doing this because jeff even though i think it's funny because jeff did not want to do the live shows when, we, when I first proposed the idea. Mm-hmm. You were very much against it. Oh, I thought our our, our value add was in doing a very tight show. I didn't have kids when we first started doing the show. No, but I mean when I proposed yeah. it even. Oh, right. I didn't have kids then, right? Yes, you did. Oh, oh is that when you proposed it? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when you proposed it. But anyway, yeah, with the kids in the job, it's... it's uh, Schedule's tight, so being able to just uh, record it and put it up is good. So we hope you don't mind the miscues and, and, and mispronunciations and sort of weird tangents we may occasionally get on. But I think you're going to be doing this more often than not. Until my life changes, yeah. yeah. Until my kids, like, you know, so in 18 years when the kids go off to college, then we'll go back to the right. tight shows. Yes. Or if we get, you know, some intern want to find a way to finagle college credit out of we, editing our we shows. We actually had someone offer to help edit the shows, and and I have to follow up on that to see. 
when I got the offer, I'm like, I don't even have time to, you know, get him up to speed, you know? And I'm not sure I want someone editing with Audacity anyway, because it puts all those clicks in the in the edit points. And I can't really buy them a copy of Audition. So, what am I going to do? I don't know, but this is post-show stuff. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We will be back pretty soon if we keep doing these live shows. I think so. And the lower the alcohol in the live show, the tighter the live show will be. And we know tonight is kind of a, a loose show. Sort of an outlier, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how often we do high alcohol shows. Talk to you guys uh, you send soon. You send us these Imperial IPA shows, and I guess we have to be loose. <laughs> That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Oh,